While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. episode of the fullest house podcast the premier fuller house podcast on the internet i'm zach horowitz i'm mark green and i'm harrison bloom so for today's episode we're gonna be talking about victorious that's right we have range yeah that's right we don't just talk about fuller house on the fuller house podcast yeah you may think that you know we're a fuller house podcast oh that's all we can do but uh no we're gonna talk about the classic beloved Nickelodeon series that we all know and love and grew up with uh, as kids. Speaking of kids, the episode we watched today was uh, that kids show episode about what, what a, the Diddly What Bops. a spicy transition, Zach. Thank you. It's a very good what transition. What a spicy, sexy <laughs> I know. transition. I'm, I'm, I'm very good at that, improv. I, I'm going to congratulate you on that. Thank you. Uh, thank congratulations, you. Zach. Thank you. I, oh, your praise means the world to me. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Honestly, Zach, I'm glad. <laughs> the episode is the Diddly Bops, where we have our heroes and heroines bribed to do a, a children's show, and then it makes Andre very sad when the video gets up online and the record label now hates him because he dressed up as spaghetti one time. I feel like that's a very bare bones explanation. I feel like you've skipped a lot of steps here, but basically, yes. Uh, am I really? It feels like this episode was very quick. I don't know. I mean, just looking back, yeah, maybe, looking back, yeah, but I feel like it's just like there's there's a lot of context missing. Is is there? Let's let's see. They're recruited. They're recruited to do to become a kids band to become the Diddly Bops. They become the Diddly Bops. They perform. They perform. Jade can't get her tits in the hamburger, which is an important plot it's, point. It's a very important plot point. You're right, Zach. Yes. I was gonna say your your summary hasn't really <laughs> left anything out or put anything in that Harrison yes. didn't have, but the boobs in the hamburger. Yes, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. I was very disappointed that the boobs in the hamburger joke. The most important part of this entire episode was left out of your very bare bones recap. Because I was going to say, I think maybe we should talk about what truly kicks off the plot, which is that the plane of popular kids group, the Wagafuffles, um, yes. fucking crashes. They, they're all dead. <laughs> Assumed to be dead. They're all yeah, they're, straight up crashes. It would be really disrespectful yeah, for dead. them to report that the Wagafuffles are dead. <laughs> without confirming it assumed dead <laughs> wow oh uh, now we just want to look it up on um, is there is there a page on the victorious wiki for the wagafuffles i really hope so it's just like the wagafuffles children's band assumed dead just please look i will up. look it up I right need, now i, need I will to look know. it up right now zach please look I, that I, up. I will be looking it up right now did did the new york times say that the wagafuffles died <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's a page for the Wagafuffles, unfortunately. But there is a there is a page for the Diddly Bops. Okay, good. Which, by the way, dear listener, the Diddly Bops yes. is the name of the group that the Victorious teens create and perform as. Right. You would think we would have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> and Andre writes a kick-ass song. Except Robbie... We have the biggest conflict in the episode, which is when Robbie keeps trying to inject his song about broken glass into the plot. Right, yes. 
That's the other important part of the episode that you neglected to mention earlier. There are two important plot yeah. points that you completely forgot to mention. It's Jade's too thick to fit in the hamburger yes. costume, and Robbie has a weird obsession with broken glass that he wants to inflict onto literal children. What, what are your thoughts on the broken glass song? Let's talk about this. What are your thoughts on the broken glass song? Uh, I, I think it's a representation of Robbie's psyche. Um, I think really he is the broken glass and he's afraid that children will be hurt by him. Three words. That shit slaps. But see, okay, here's my thing. It, yes. It broken is. broken glass slaps. We all know oh, that. Yeah. We all know that. Listen, I'm not saying that Andre's song was bad, but what I am saying is they probably should have gone with the broken glass song. True. I know I may be in the minority on this one, but... Again, here's... Here's the thing. Broken glass slaps. It's an undeniable yes. fact. Is it a good idea to sing about broken glass to children? That's debatable. But here's my thing. They all say no to broken glass. And then Robbie sings it again four to yeah. five times. And it's like, take a hint, Rob. Not to mention the implied sixth time where he leaves psycho it's a voicemail of just him presumably just him singing about That's broken glass again right he's trying to undermine the group right yeah robbie is trying to he's trying to take over from the inside like he's he's sick and tired like you know he's the stereotypical nerd character you know like gets pushed into lockers all the time gets called a nerd by the popular kids even though he, they kind of are the popular kids but he's the nerdy one i don't know where i was going with this but <laughs> I, I just the audacity, the audacity to be working on this with your friends and you all agree to write a song about food and Andre starts writing, I assume. And then to call the teacher and be like, hey, I know Andre wrote this song. I also have a song about broken glass. It's about it's broken bad. glass. <laughs> let me play it for you. In fact, let me just set down the phone. Oh, I, I just assumed, like, in my own personal head canon, that there's no, like, explanation. It's just, like, play voicemail and then boom, right into broken glass. Like, no build-up necessary. Or here's here's the other possibility, honestly. The other possibility is that Robbie wrote this song about broken glass a long time ago, and Psychowitz heard it before we hear it. I You know, I think I prefer oh this God. alternate version of reality to what I just said. You know, I actually like the idea of just, like, this has just been festering in his mind for, like, years on end, just waiting for the right time to strike. And it's just like, oh, we're a kid's band now? Broken glass. I like that I when I brought up this point that he sings it a bunch, like, what I was trying to get at was that he, you know, annoys his friends and, like, they said, no, dude. But I like that we've come to the point that, no, he just has this oblique um, fixation on broken glass i mean he kind of does i mean uh, yes yeah. maybe he ate broken glass as a kid and you know it stuck with him i mean I'd, I'd assume if you eat broken glass it's a pretty traumatizing experience so i'd assume like yeah that makes sense guys that's why he's so good at doing the rex voice because his vocal cords. That's <laughs> when the broken glass takes yes. over. Right. By the way, like the, a separate actor does the Rex voice, which I think is is weird. It implies that uh, Rex also lost an arm in this episode. That's right. That's also an important plot point. Jade just rips off his arm. Was that a thing in the show? Were people always ripping off Rex's arms, or was that just this? I episode? don't remember. I don't honestly. think so. I think uh, Rex gets 
destroyed in one episode and rex dies in an episode rex dies it's called rex dies right um right yeah yeah and he gets sucked up into a big tornado machine no i'm not going to explain that and no need to gets chopped up they take him to a hospital because robbie has problems Oh yeah, his puppet. Yeah. His puppet gets Most ripped up. Most of these kids have problems. Let's be real here. Well, sure, but his puppet gets ripped up, and he goes, "We have to get him to a hospital." Mm, and yeah. the other kids are like, "We should let Rex die so Robbie can move <laughs> on," which is super dark. <laughs> <laughs> and the accident wasn't your fault, Robbie. It's not your fault. It is Tori's fault. Um, yeah, exactly. Therefore, it's not Robbie's fault. But Tori seems. But Tori is so sad. That she decides to have Rex be alive again. Yeah, I mean, the resurrection of Rex Powers, the best rapper <laughs> in the world. Oh, Rex Powers. Rex Powers. Can, can we all agree that the new Robert Pattinson's Batman movie, like, origin story for Scarface, where he's gonna meet fat Robert Pattinson yes. driving up in his motorcycle when he just sees Robbie from Victoria's with Rex holding a Tommy, just blasting yes. shit up. They, they <laughs> so need to have Matt Bennett from Victoria's as the ventriloquist in the new Batman. Yes. Yes. That mm-hmm. is something I need in my life. Oh, yeah. Just have, like, the entire Victorious cast as just an entire rogues gallery of Batman villains, really. Who would Jade be? My mind immediately went to a Harley Quinn, but I don't know if that's exactly the best No. Fit. I think Cat is more a Harley Quinn. Cat is yeah, Harley Quinn. Yeah, Cat is more of a Harley Jade, Quinn. Jade, I'm thinking either Poison Ivy or straight up the Joker. I mean, she's that she's that yeah. violent, honestly. Yeah, that violent. <laughs> my my childhood crush on Jade wants to say poison ivy. <laughs> I'm I'm I went to a poison ivy as someone who's dangerous but competent. Yes, that's a which good is point. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's Jade. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a note. Yeah. Um, that Jade is Catwoman, which I also had. But I'm getting a note from our producer. Editor Tyler. Our producer, mm. editor Tyler. I, I wanted to give him a little more prestige than just editor. I hope you're okay with the way Zach took you down, Tyler. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. Please don't edit my voice to make it sound weird right now. When I'm talking right now, please do not edit this to make it sound weird in any way, shape, or form. Please do not do that. Thank you. That was the quietest I've been the entire recording. <laughs> 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 I needed to give him the space to to fuck with his to Zach, with Zach's voice. By the way, Zach, he texted me a frowning face with a tear, so you hurt him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. You're just gonna have to reckon with the fact that you're a horrible person. Moving on. I mean, I've been dealing with that fact for about 21 years now, mm. and I don't know. I I don't think I'm quite fully there yet, but I'm getting there. So anyways, the episode. <laughs> yeah, do we want to yes. talk about the performance of the song? Because yeah. I think there's some stuff to say about their costumes. Um, oh, yes. Yes. They make a point to say that Jade is too thick to get in the hamburger outfit. She's dummy thick. But there's no logical <laughs> like, reason that she is too thick. It's just a giant hamburger with her I face and Jade arms Jade is literally just like the earliest version of the big titty goth GF. <laughs> Because her titties are so big, they can't fit in oh, the hamburger. That's, and that's the line twice. It's not just Jade. Trina says she can't get her boobs in the hamburger. It's a very small hamburger hole. So, Apparently yeah, and like, so. that's, that's the thing. Like, 
when we see Trina, it's like she's stuck with her arms in the wrong places, and that's why she can't get her boobs in the hamburger. But, like, mm. how dumb are they? <laughs> Based on the way it ends up, like, there's a hole that through I the bottom. Like Dan Schneider just wanted an excuse to talk about tits. Possibly. They were noticing that 13-year-olds were watching this a lot more than they thought they would. They're like, well, yeah. and we know why that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're going they're going through puberty. Let's just throw them a bone. Yeah. I did feel like when I was a kid, I did feel like Victoria skewed tightly older than like iCarly did. Yeah, I was actually surprised yeah. to hear the word boobs. <laughs> I mean, there's that famous joke about how does an A turn into a D? Because Andre gets a bad grade, and Jade says, "Happened to me in eighth grade." Don't at me. Don't at me. I was well. Okay, I was thinking something completely different. A long running joke from another Dan Schneider show, Drake and Josh, in which Megan refers to Drake and Josh as boobs. I mean, I guess that's not more so like a tits joke. I mean, you're allowed to say the word "damn" if it's something that a beaver made. But also, like, does boobs in that context refer to like boobies the bird, which are um, famously stupid, or maybe that's an urban legend? I thought that's what it was. Sorry to absolutely destroy you, Zach. I'm being very mean to Zach today. Ben Shapiro destroys Zach Horowitz. I'm being bullied. <laughs> I'm a bully, you guys. I'm very sorry. I'm being bullied. Harrison, you're an enabler for letting this happen. Shut up, boob. <laughs> hey, Zach, we're, we're, we're not physically together right now. We're not in the same space because quarantine... But if you could Venmo me your lunch money, <laughs> fucking Venmo me your lunch money, dork. Yes, Venmo you the lunch money. Oh, I feel such power. Mark, request it. <laughs> request the lunch oh, money. I'm, I'm, I'm no, doing I'm, it I'm right now. I'm Venmo right now. Oh, I'm literally Venmo right now. I just sent Mark a request on Venmo. Oh my god. Fucking declined it. How does that feel, nerd? I'm a jock. I'm a chat. I'm an alpha. Look at me. I'm not. I'm not, you guys. I'm an alpha I'm gamer. Not. I'm very, I'm very much not. I'm sorry, isn't I am, though. I'll beat you up. You know what, Zach? What do you want to talk about next? Uh, the fact that, uh, I'm gonna kick your butt because you bullied me. Yep. <laughs> Wait, in quarantine? Zach, you're gonna not socially distance? I'm encouraging you to start running. Okay, I think we should point something out now. Zach now asked for my lunch money, said he was going to beat me up, and said he was going to break quarantine to beat me up and possibly give me a deadly virus. <laughs> so I think Zach is the bully now. Guys, there is a way to do this safely. Mm -hmm. You get a bunch of really long sticks, and you stand like 20 feet apart. And you just joust. hit each and you, you Yes, you joust. You hit each other with sticks. I'm down. I'm down. Pistols at dawn. We, we don't live so far away. We could make really long steps. Yeah. I can walk over during the episode and you will have no idea until I am Zach, outside. Zach, I'm looking at you on camera. They don't know that. <laughs> anyway, I had brought up their costumes. And yes, the I, costumes. Think, I think we should talk about Beck's costume. Because yes, they're yes. all dressed as different types they, of food. They objectively fucked up. And they're genuinely, like, pretty good professional-ish costumes. Except for Bex, which looks like they mm -hmm. bought it from a party city five minutes before they went on stage. 
And like he's a hot dog, but he doesn't even have the bun. Yeah, it's just like a phallic red Yeah, object. it was like they forgot part of the costume. Like as they were getting dressed. <laughs> yeah, they, they just forgot. I bet that's what it is. They yeah. forgot on the show when making Victorious. And they were looking at the footage and they're like, fuck, he's not a hot Maybe dog. Maybe Beck is on the paleo diet and he didn't want to support eating carbs. So he got rid of the, uh, the, the bun. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It just looks like a red phallic object. Could be like a carrot. <laughs> Maybe that was a carrot. Yeah, maybe we're wrong. I know everybody sees colors differently or whatever, but it did not look yeah. orange to me. It looked, it was a scarlet red. It was like a scarlet. Yeah. Definitely leans more towards red than orange, I, but there's I, some hints I of orange in there. I think it was very much a hot dog without a bun. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it was too. I'm just saying, like, it could have been clearer. You could have put, like, some ketchup and mustard on that. I was about to say, like, the other costumes... Are pretty high quality. Jade is the hamburger that doesn't have space for boobs. Andre has like spaghetti and meatball hat. Yeah, but I was saying like she has the lettuce and tomato and cheese and everything. Tori has is an ice cream cone with sprinkles all over her and she has this cherry hat. And Beck is just this fucking object. No bun, no ketchup, no mustard. I was gonna say, to be fair to the jade costume i feel like the hamburger costume looks very different from like all the other costumes there i don't know i mean who is it robbie's pizza yeah, outfit? Yeah. that was ostentatious <laughs> compared to the other ones it's less noticeable because robbie fit into it i mean it's shaped differently it's just a fucking hamburger with her legs and arms sticking out of it yeah and it's also like really weird like the angle oh, that yeah. her arms are sticking oh, yeah. out at it's, that is not a costume where you're supposed to be able to do anything like it was at like a weird angle where it's like i don't think that she'd even be able to like touch her face if she needed to no i don't think so it's that sort of like t-rex arms thing yeah it's like a t-rex arm scenario Vestigial. yeah you can't see us but mark and i are doing t-rex arms at each other right now harrison refuses to do it yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll no, do don't it. patronize us. I don't have an inflated ego. I'll do it. I'll do you it. think it's stupid. We think it's very cool. I don't think it's stupid. I support the T-Rex arms. Okay. I, I would like to make it clear that I am in full support of the T-Rex movement. <laughs> I, um, I've always been in support of the T-Rex movement. Yeah, anyone who says yes. otherwise, it's just blatantly false to even admit that I was for a second against the T-Rex Look, movement. I'm not anti-T-Rex. I'm not Rexist, but... <laughs> I believe in all forms of arms. All dinosaurs matter, Harrison. I think it's important to note, I just got a Venmo request from Tyler for your lunch monies. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a minute. So, Tyler wants our lunch, but instead of requesting us directly, he wants you to act as the middleman. <laughs> yes, because I fucking stole your lunch money, because I'm a fucking bully. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. Alpha. Wait, wait, so in the bully hierarchy, is Tyler, like, the head of the mob, and then Mark's the enforcer? Yeah, Mark's the enforcer. By the way, Tyler, tell us if you want us to stop talking about you, even though you're not here. No, you know what? We're gonna talk about Tyler. Why do you want my lunch money? No, here's, here's the important part. He Venmoed me requesting $2. Zach, when you requested my lunch money, you requested $69. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) by the way, nice. Nice. It's the sex number. (laughs) Is it? Is that what that means? <laughs> Is it? I was always so curious. Zach, 
Everybody knows that Mark's lunch money amounts to $420.69. Everybody knows that. Nice. 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 Oh, I promised myself I wasn't going to become one of those people who say nice after 69. Oh, I've broken that promise a long time ago. It's just such a nice number. It is. It's a very aesthetically aesthetically pleasing pleasing number. number, But I really think you're complimenting the fact that somebody was able to work it into whatever. I should have paid you the money and replied nice. (laughs) Just for the the joke, I should have paid you $69 just to be nice. (laughs) You gotta spend money to make money. You gotta gotta spend money to lose money. Make money. Shit. You gotta fucking spend money to lose money. Anyway, what was this episode about, Victorious? Yeah, Victorious. Welcome back to the Fullest House podcast. (laughs) So they do their song. It goes well. It goes viral. Yeah, it goes viral. Because some kid just recorded it. Without their permission. Without their consent in any degree. For some (laughs) reason, this recording label really takes offense to Andre. I'm sorry to interrupt again, but uh, Tyler... Our editor has just wow. requested to be friends wow. with me on Venmo. <laughs> wow. I'm going to confirm, and I'm just going to see where this goes. How dare Sorry, wow. continue. <laughs> we'll keep you updated on the situation, viewers. Well, I think there's something to... I appreciate... The show actually, I think, makes a point of the guy who tells Andre that the record producer doesn't like that he did a kid's song, says yeah. kind of specifically, it's this producer, he has this big thing about image... Right, so it's his problem. Yeah, he's very concerned with image, so yeah. it's his problem, and he just doesn't think, doesn't want, right. isn't interested if you're a guy who goes around singing about food. Right, because who wouldn't want a viral sensation to be signed to their music production label? That is a good point. We, we, we brought up during our viewing that it's very much a meta commentary on Ariana Grande's career in hindsight. I mean, technically, that's the same approach worked for the... Uh, Catch Me Outside Girl. I forgot the meme for a second, but I, I found it again because she became a meme and now she's a rapper. Yes, and Ariana Grande started children's as a star on a children's TV show and now she is a world famous pop star. Funny how her character is the only one who actually enjoys performing as the Diddly Bops. Yeah. And she was really into the, what are they? The, the Wagafuffles. The Wagafuffles. And I felt very sad when uh, Psychowitz told her that they died. Okay, he didn't say, they're presumed dead. Presumed dead, okay. No, I think that's what you said, Zach. I think what he said is their plane crashed into a mountain. But the show did not say that they died. So they're dead. Presumably. They're dead. <laughs> probably <laughs> they're dead most likely okay. but probably in like yes they're dead yeah they're dead. yeah but yeah this episode is a parable a parable it's yeah. it's a story the story of ariana grande she was a performer for children it's an allegory for ariana grande's career it's an allegory for ariana grande's career she was a performer for children and she parlayed that into mainstream success and i bet the writers who said no one's going to take someone who just sings about food and does things for kids seriously are just slapping themselves in the face they're thus slapping themselves in the face and i bet they are crawling back to ariana grande you know what she says to them thank you next Ooh, that was a quality joke. Wow, that's a good reference. Mm, Like her song. For those of you who don't Mm. know, that's an Ariana Grande song. Yes. (laughs) Let let me try, let me try. They they went to her saying, hey, Ariana, how's it doing? And she was like, seven rings. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know you kind of stepped on mine with your own, but Zach, you want to give it a go? Oh yeah, she, you know they asked Ariana Grande, "Hey, can we be in the Diddly Bops again?" And she's like, "Bang bang." Bet she said, "You gotta love me harder." I bet she said, "Ooh, Pete Davidson." She had a song named Pete Davidson. Did she? I know she dated the actor. I didn't know she had a song named after the actor. They were engaged. She named it after the actor oh, because wow. she was, yeah. So there's this record label <laughs> that's very obsessed with image. I'm sorry, I have an update on the Tyler situation. Yes. <laughs> he requested, okay, here's what I don't like about this. He requested $694.20. Which is like the opposite way. It's four twenty sixty nine. So I'm gonna decline that. I I understand you captured it wait, nice. Wait. It's pretty nice, but it's not nice enough. So so if it was the other way, you would have paid. No. <laughs> You're a man of principle. Good because if you had accepted, you would never get it back. He would just hold on to it. I did just want to say that you know, do better next time. Hey Tyler, get right. Tyler, we're all bullies. We're all big fucking bullies. So there's this record label. <laughs> very obsessed with image. And Andre is very sad. And I love how the emotional low point of this is just Andre being sad. And then Tori just says, you know, you can just change the lyrics yeah. to your song and then play it. And that will resolve your image problem. Yeah, he doesn't even necessarily need to use the same music. Like the solution to this problem is just write a new song basically like it just kind of equates to like oh andre you're feeling sad don't <laughs> what i thought was going to happen was they were going to like hunt down like the person who put up the video or like the ceo of youtube or something to try to get the video taken down or something it was going to be this big crazy adventure harrison harrison don't don't be silly i believe the website in the show is called videos for kid leos videos if I remember for kid correctly. Leos? okay yeah but no apparently it's very easy to just get over your image problem by just playing a new song. You're also the one who said, oh, the kid song is going to get mixed up with the song you wrote for the producer. Harrison, you're trying to overwrite this episode. There's just too much story for 20 minutes. Not really, but yeah. It's just like that narratively, it's extremely weak. I can get behind if he doesn't take you seriously, you got to prove that you're a serious artist. But the fact that all it really takes is one person going, you know, you can just write something else, right? And he's like, yeah, and that completely works. I don't know. I think another important point to bring up there is that Andre in that scene is drinking chocolate beverage because I guess chocolate milk is copyrighted. Well, Yoohoo is copyrighted. Yoohoo is copyrighted. Harrison, don't say that. We're recording this and putting this out. We're going to get copyright strikes. <laughs> well, technically, we're not intending to put this one out necessarily. I know, I know. Um, but I don't know why they chose Yoohoo or chocolate beverage over just chocolate milk. Is it because the Yoohoo is sadder? Because chocolate beverage sounds well, funnier. Well, yeah, chocolate beverage is a joke. The implication is that, for whatever reason, the company behind it is not calling it milk, which is a real thing. Got for legal you. reasons, yeah. we cannot call this milk. I've had multiple chocolate Rice Krispie treats that are billed as having, quote, chocolatey chunks. Not chocolate chunks. <laughs> chocolatey chunks. Uh, that okay. does not sound appetizing. terrible. I don't think chocolate beverage is that notable a thing to nitpick on because it's a joke. 
It is, but I thought it'd be uh, fun to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be mean. I just want your lunch money. You're not going to get it. to me, nerd. So 30 minutes in, I think we need to address the big question. Who is the saddest boy or oh. girl of this episode? Oh, good transition because it's time for our segment <laughs> that will soon be a favorite. The sad boy of the week. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just laughing week. at who's the saddest boy of the episode. What a transition. It's time to talk who's the sad boy of the week. <laughs> We're working on our transitions, okay? Please we'll clean bear up with these us. transitions. This is the first episode. It's a work in progress. We're still working on our transitions. It's going to get better, you know? Bear with us. You know, uh-huh. all right, sad boy but of the week. Right. Who do you guys vote for? For sad we love boy of the our week? sad um, boy. Are we disqualifying Trina, who is always the sad boy of the we week? We're not disqualifying Trina. I was going to vote for Trina because I feel like, while she is always a sad boy, I feel like she's especially sad in this episode and deserving of the title. Considering she chases down the guy from the record label on foot. That's true. Not only that. But she is actively trying to become part of the kids' band that it's become a very apparent no one wants to be a part of. But she's just like, no, I want to be part of the kids' band. I want to chase the hype. And also a record producer for Seven Blocks by Foot. I mean, no one else really stands out as a specific sad boy in this episode. I mean, I think Robbie's fixation on broken glass is a little sad. That's pretty sad. sad. The the fact that he is so desperate to get out his broken glass. Wait a second. Tyler, you requested $694.20 from me? Tyler's just bullying everyone tonight. That's right. He's just bullying everybody. I was innocent in this. He wants your lunch money. I need my lunch money. Too bad, it's his now. I'm a growing boy. I need food. That's right, Tyler. Harrison is a growing boy. He needs his lunch money to buy milk so he can have strong bones. I need my chocolatey beverage. That's right. We can neither call it chocolate (laughs) nor milk. It's chocolatey beverage. It's 60% fish. I mean, Andre is literally the saddest in this episode. He was pretty sad. If we want to use the literal interpretation of sad boy. pretty sad. But I think you're right in that Trina probably is the sad boy of the episode. Sad boy of the week. Sad boy of the week. I'm sorry. Trina is definitely the sad boy of the show. Is Robbie the sad boy of the week? Mm. Uh, so it seems like we have two main contenders here. It's Trina. You know and what? Robbie. I'm going to say Robbie just because. I mean, Robbie's pretty sad in general, but just this very specific sure, kind true. of patheticness that I'm enjoying a lot in this episode. Okay, so it's one vote for Robbie Harrison. Um, I'm tempted to say Trina because she also had that moment where she like jade could not figure out how to get into the hamburger costume but uh i think i will go with robbie considering how hard he pushed that song well i mean no matter what i've been outvoted here even if i go with robbie but i will give trina this you did bring up a valid point that trina also has problems getting in the hamburger mean it's a callback trina is also dummy thick she gets at least one win this episode that's true as opposed to robbie i like that we've decided that it's not a problem with the hamburger costume. It's just all the women on this show are <laughs> dummy thick. Yeah. What, do you think they just made a bad hamburger costume? <laughs> no, no. That's that ridiculous. Fun fact, NASA had to name the sizes for the sleeves that astronauts have to put their dicks into to, you know, be and stuff as, I think it's large, huge, and gigantic. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Because when it was large, medium, and small, everybody would choose large and they would just fall off. Oh no. That could be false. I read it on the internet. It could be untrue. Because everything we hear on the internet exactly. is true. Everyone chose large. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, I understand why. Do you really want to be the dude who asks for a small penis holder? Like More and more, I am getting upset with the ending of this episode. The like non-ending of, what if you did a good song? And then he does, and everything's fine. Because that's just not how a sitcom works. Generally, you're building towards a comic block where right. all the things that have been building up converge in a humorous way. Or there's some sort of just funny thing that happens. Yeah, instead we have a weird A plot, B plot structure yeah. where there's the failed follow-up of the Dibley whatever. Yeah. The Diddly Bops. The Diddly Bops. And then Tori just instantly puts together this concert for Andre where the bass and the guitar player aren't doing anything. Yeah. That is important to note that the musicians in the final scene are not playing their instruments. They're just vibing. Well, I mean, it's always going to be a studio recording that they're then playing. They're not doing it live. Wait, what? Oh, Zach, did you not know? It's not it's live. Not live. Zach, a lot of times when people are singing or performing in a TV show or a movie, it's not actually done live. It's recorded. No. So if you're watching like The Little Mermaid, like Ariel, the mermaid, is not actually singing in the moment. She's not. No. She's in a booth. <laughs> Next you're going to be telling me that Sebastian the crab isn't even a crab. Oh, he is a crab, but can I blow your mind? He's not real. Sebastian the crab isn't real. Uh, he's a crab in fiction. He's fictional. He's not a real crab. I can't like go down to the bottom of the ocean and find Sebastian the crab, but I'll be like, hey, you want to sing under the Honestly, sea? Zach, I haven't done that much research, so maybe you could find him. The Sebastian the yes, crab? the Sebastian the crab. Mermaids, however, are very real. Yes. At least we can agree on something. Yeah, the episode, like, it's a fun episode. It's a fun idea that they have to be a kid's band and they have to come up with being a kid's band. But it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. I think you're right in that it would be fun to see, you know, a more substantial sitcom-y problem turn up in, like, some sort of mix-up or understanding. There being a performance of the knockoff Diddly Bops... Like, there's something fun about that, but I'm just wondering if, like, there would be a way to tie that into the rest of it. Think about it. There's something where you could do where it's like the producer would be like, oh, well, I guess he's not part of the Diddly Bops because the Diddly Bops are performing across town at this mall. They're these teenagers and this weird adult dressed as not a hot dog. <laughs> I think it's it's important to note that Psychowitz fills in for Beck. A 35-year-old man filling in for a very attractive teenager. Hey, hey, 34. He was 34 and not 35? I'm making that up. I'm pretty sure he said he, he was, was 34. Okay, so I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, you rounded 34 up. years young. I'm sorry. A 34-year-old bald-bearded man is filling in for a very photogenic <laughs> teenager. And then there are just other random people who fill in, except for Trina filling in as the burger, as yeah. previously mentioned Cat's before. Cat's still cat. Cat is still cat, yes. Yes, because she is the only one invested in yes. this. Which had comedic potential, but they don't really do much with it. I'm just thinking about this now. I would have loved to see, just as a B-plot, Cat taking the broccoli from the Diddly Bops and just launching a successful solo career. 
Oh I feel God. like I'd like that as sort of a button at the end. The diddly bops are over. <laughs> like, just during the credits. The diddly bops are over, but Cat has created a solo career. Follow Broccoli. It's like a Breakfast Club-style ending montage. If you have to Cat in the Broccoli costume, it's like, Cat has launched a successful solo career as Broccoli. She is now one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Completing the Ariana Grande story. Completing the allegory of Ariana Grande's mm. career. Yes, she is the Broccoli. Yes, as Broccoli! Exclamation point. I love the um, behind the music on the Diddly Bops. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was really insightful. Like, honestly, you know, nobody takes Andre seriously because he's in a children's group and he wants to be a serious musician. Isn't bad, and it's very rooted in character. But something like there was a mix-up or something with more hijinks just would have been fun. Because you dangle this really fun thing of all our main characters are dressed as food, and then you kind of don't do anything with it. Yeah, and then there are some characters like Beck, who doesn't really do anything this episode except for just be a hot dog. Allegedly. Allegedly a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yes, what we assume is some kind of wiener. In the same way that the Wagafuffles allegedly die, Beck is allegedly yes. a hot dog. Yes, of course. So I think we were watching and we agreed that our like shippers' brains were going off the charts at... Uh... Andre and Tori? Yeah, they have chemistry. They're close yeah. throughout they the do. show. They have very good chemistry throughout, throughout the, the show. show. Yeah. They're close, and yet... I mean, it's not really focused on will they, won't they with her and Beck. Because Beck has a girlfriend, and Beck is fucking loyal, ladies. He is. Yeah. Get you a guy like Beck. You're loyal as fuck. But yeah, Tori and Andre have plenty of chemistry and i mean there's something nice in the show being like hey they can be platonic best friends yeah right but like you have that already with other characters yeah it really was going off the charts with like that last performance because andre writes a song and then it immediately cuts to him at tori's house playing the song Mm -hmm. for her in a shot that's really out of the show's style it's circling around andre and it looks nice but i found it really jarring (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely like a weird transition. Commenting on the cinematography, I mean, obviously I watched this show as a kid, and now I'm I'm thinking critically about the weird shit going on. What is happening outside of the high school all day with these weird-ass transitions of people dancing and throwing fucking raves in the parking lot? What is this school? There's some really weird transitions in this show. Like, there's the slap which really, if we just replaced Twitter with the slap, the world would be a better place. Just throwing it out there. Yes. Zoe 101 gets criticized all the time for not showing the kids, like, doing work enough for going to class. But, like, this high school is suffering from an epidemic of students throwing raves during Flash class. mobs. It's a performing arts high school, Harrison. Did you not have flash mobs in the high school that we went to together? Sadly, I was not one of the popular kids. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe the popular kids were having flash mobs all the time, but we can't know that. Wait, so high school for you guys wasn't like high school musical? That was, like, just a me thing? Look, Zach, we know that you played basketball, but then we're also the lead in the high school play, and you were like, can I do this? Can I be these two people? Oh my gosh, what is my life? The status quo, I'm upsetting it. What's happening to me? It's funny because I'm the tall one of this group, but I'm the basketball boy, even though I do not play basketball. Really, it begs that perennial question, can I have two hobbies? 
you know, it's a dilemma that most high schoolers face in their lifetime. Can I have two hobbies? Yeah, most people are just like, they're happy with one, and that's fine. But, you know, most people are just like, you know, what if I want to play uh, freaking basketball, but I, I also uh, want to cook? Exactly. The, the age-old high school questions, you know. I can't do a V-club and run track. What will people think? I would have loved to see some kind of sketch of, like, the kids from High School Musical meeting with their guidance counselors to talk about their college prospects. I didn't do any extracurriculars, so I'm not going to engage. I volunteered during the summer a few times, but... That counts. There's also, like, I did multiple things in high school. It wasn't that hard. That's right, we're multifaceted human yeah. beings. No, I'm not I'm not even yeah. saying like being on two teams or different groups. I just mean having more than one hobby. Anything. The big conflict of that movie is I can't break the status quo. It's the social aspect of it. It's not like a time management thing. That's right. I also want to say I love how our discussion of an episode of Victorious has turned into our usual spiel about high school musical. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. We've had this conversation many a time. Oh, yes. It's a frequent theme in our discourse. It's a frequent theme in our conversations, just in general. But do we want to do final thoughts on the episode? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, let's do final thoughts. Yeah, whoever wants to start. Hmm. Who was best girl? Jade is always best girl. Jade is always best girl. She's such a bright young lady i just it's a shame she feels she has to lash out like this she never fails to brighten up the room no i felt like this was a fun idea and a strong start but sort of pretty much after the end of act one it kind of loses track it just kind of went nowhere yeah definitely it loses focus it started off strong it doesn't focus on one plot line yeah, it started off strong, and then it kind of lost steam as it went through. You know, yeah. it's, it was a fun idea. Like, we'll have the main characters become a kid's band and have them perform for children. And then it just kind of seems like they didn't really know if they wanted them to, like, keep going with it. But we also have this thing going on with Andre. and Yeah, like, they chose to do this A plot, B plot thing, but they never converge in any way. Um, I mean, the episode kind of doesn't have a B-plot, because a B-plot is another story that's going on. Right. The story is, um, they're the Wagafuffles, but Andre is worried about his music career. I just think nothing really interesting happens with it after Act 1. And it and it doesn't converge in an interesting way. No, but, like, here's the thing. Like, after the first yeah. performance, it does become a B-plot. A little bit, yeah. Because Andre isn't involved with yeah. the diddly dots. Diddly bops? Diddly bops in any way. It doesn't interact with them from then on. That's right. Maybe a true B-plot would have helped. Because again, I think like my main issue with it is just it kind of runs out of steam very quickly. And it's not a bad conflict of I want to be taken seriously. It's just not a particularly... It's just not particularly interesting or funny the way it plays out. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could have gone better like within the beginning of like Act 2, like you said before. Because like, you, you did it, they performed, they went viral, and then... They're just kind of like, oh, we don't want to do this anymore, which I, it, they kind of agreed it was going to be a one-time thing from the start, but it's also like... Except Kat. Except Kat. She enjoyed it, but everyone else was very adamant about it being a one-time thing. You know, I'm sorry, Diddly Bops, but I'm not looking for a serious relationship with a band right now. You're not going to buy their next single? 
So, final score on the Diddly Bops. Uh, 10 out of 10, best band ever. Diddly Bops reunion tour when? Oh, wow. I was going to say 3 out of 10, not enough songs about broken glass. Well, when they reunite for the Diddly Bops reunion tour. It'll be their second it'll album. It'll be their hit new single that they release with the comeback. It's like the Jonas Brothers. They'll have a reunion like yeah, this it's, year. It's already been about <laughs> 10 years since the Diddly Bops. That Victorious premiered in 2010, and this was first season. We're due for a Diddly Bops reunion tour. Exactly. They're like the Jonas Brothers. Exactly. I mean, Ariana Grande's doing great. She's working with the guy. She who could make it happen. Yeah. She could make it happen. Victoria Justice is doing her own thing. The pieces are already being put in place. Pieces are there. I was looking up the IMDb pages for these actors as we were watching. They're all doing pretty well. They are. <laughs> They're all doing very well for yeah. themselves. They all have like continuous work. Which, good uh, for it them. Makes you feel good. So yeah. I think just what I want to say is for our listeners, for one particular listener, I know you weren't on this show. And we didn't talk about you, but um, Juan Pablo de Pache. Yes. Um, we would love it if you were on our podcast. Please come on our show, Juan Pablo. We love you. We love your work. We love Fernando. We're doing this for you. Yeah, we're, we're doing this for no other reason other yeah. than to appease you, Juan Pablo de Pache. The podcast ends if you come on it. So also, if you don't like the podcast, come on the podcast. Yeah, there's yeah. literally no reason for you to not come on this podcast. It's just a win-win situation. Yeah, I mean, the show is coming to an end. You don't have to be afraid of what to say. Yeah, anymore. I know, as they say, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Become our fourth cast member. For at least an episode before it ends, because you're on the show. And at that, I think this is going to be the end of our inaugural test episode of the Fullest House podcast. We did not come up with an outro, so, uh... We will do that. Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. I don't know if it's night for you guys. Support us on Patreon that we don't have. Bye.